Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Miss Kevin. And this is Jan. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Sorry about that, y'all. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, interesting it's weekend. It's one of them days, man. Yeah. Interesting weekend. That wasn't interesting, yeah, man. It's one of them ones, man. We gave a moment of clarity to a lot of us. That is true. Moment of clarity, man. Um, I mean, I you know, this past this past just less than twelve hours, man, has been been amazing, man. It's it just the range of emotions that I've seen on Facebook, the range of emotions that I've seen people display on television, just is you know it's. I couldn't imagine how Emmett Till mother felt. I can't imagine how Trayvon Martin mother felt. I can't imagine how the mothers all across this country is feeling as far as losing their children, being gunned down, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, violence in their own communities or, or someone else is taking their child's life uh, or, or a police officer taking their child's life. I mean, it just, it's just been one of those weeks, man. It just, like I said, a moment of clarity, man, when you just realize that, you know, what we have going on right now, it, it got we got we gotta have change, man. Change needs to come. Mhm. Oh yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Um, yesterday was very interesting. Very interesting day. Had a lot of good conversations with um, people all across the internet. Um, um, pretty much everybody that I spoke to was pretty much had a sh- had kind of like a shock. Type conversation, you know, but um, yeah. you know, outside of this one particular case, there are other cases out there that are similar to um, George Zimmerman's um, case, whether you know another person shot a innocent black male, and nothing really pretty much happened. You know, some people are comparing this case to Rodney King as well too. Yeah. I mean, see, that, that's one thing, man, that, you know, and I know we're going to get into this into the conversation a little bit later on, but, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people on the Internet yesterday talking about, you know, um, just, just dealing with why these other cases are not being heard and talked about. 
One thing I want y'all yeah. to understand out there, we at, we at the Middleman Talk Show, we are an outlet for you. You understand? We are one of the few outlets that you have out here. We're not knowing out to the, uh, just traditional radio. Yes, we're on the Internet, and some of y'all may look down y'all nose on that, but guess what? We will and do cover things that are concerning our community. When you listen right. to whatever hot, whatever in your own local area, what do they talk about all day? Party. They play BS all day on the radio. They have they no intentions to, to, to even keep you informed of what's going on. Yeah. But that's why we ask each one of y'all every week to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about us. Because, I mean, the only way that we can get out information is through conversation. And when we get something, a good story or something like that, that we need to share and spread, I mean, what other medium do we have than like on Facebook, man? We're not spreading the information properly now. Right. So all these cases that you don't hear about or people feel that no one's talking about, you got outlets. Use them. Yep. Bring it to us, man. We'll definitely discuss it. Bring it to us. We'll definitely discuss it. No one else want to talk about it, we will. Bring us yeah. information on it, you know, send it to us. We'll definitely um, bring it up. Hit us up on our yeah. Facebook page, The Middleman Talk Show, or you can send it to us in the email at wearethemiddleman at gmail.com. We'll definitely get to it. And, and see, you know, it, it's like, I mean, dude, we, 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 we can't keep falling for this psychological game that they're playing with us, you know. Regardless of, I got people out there saying, yeah, black people are too emotional, things of that nature. You guys are always jumping towards this and that. Man, we're not robots. We're human. I got a child. I got children. I got nieces. I got, I mean, well, I got nieces. Well, I do have nieces. I have nieces and nephews now. You know what I'm saying? I have cousins. I have friends with brothers and sisters. You understand what I'm saying? How can I not be emotional about certain things and not from a female standpoint just the fact is I do care about my people I don't care about our people Jen care about our people Nick care about our people but we can't sit up here and act like we should I understand being reactionary about things I understand yes you can't jump out there just like a lot of people say we're going to go blow up this we're going to do that blah 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 that's unnecessary focus Focus, then, then, then address that issue when your head is level, when your mind is calm. That's what needs to happen. Right. And last night showed right. you. Last night showed you, female or male. We got to stop this foolishness. I think, I think most importantly that last night showed us that a conversation needs to happen in America. A conversation that... You know, it's funny that a couple weeks before this verdict even happened, the Supreme Court of the United States told America that it did not need the voters, you know, to renew the Voting Rights Act of 1968. It didn't even need the Voting Rights Act of 1968 because prejudice thinking did not exist in this country, that um, our country had moved past um, race issues. And, you know, a couple weeks later, we had last night happen. And I think it was a chilling moment in American history. You know, whatever, I've had um, a vast experience where I've heard both sides. I've had many conversations where 
people, you know, think that justice happened last night, that, you know, George Zimmerman, you know, got a fair trial and justice is done and, you know, we should wipe our hands of it and move on. And I've had conversations where people feel very passionate, passionate and very differently. And um, mm-hmm. I, I just think that this country, you know, let, whatever side you're on, this country, last night proved to this country that we need to have a conversation about race. We need to have a conversation about our judicial system. We need to have a conversation about how people are viewed and valued in this country. And um, I, I can't wait for today because I've been waiting since last night to, to get on here and, and have this conversation with, with you guys and all of our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely, man. So, um, yeah, yeah, have to excuse me. You know, I want to send a, you know, just a brief understanding, get a little understanding to everybody. You know, if you get offended by anything we say tonight, you know, that's what it is. I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm going, I'm going to speak my mind today. I'm definitely going to speak my mind today, and I don't mean to be mean. I don't mean to be rude. But everybody got to understand, we all have a perception. We all have yeah. a, a different outlook on life. I don't live in your world. You don't live in mine. You don't understand my plight and my issues and my, 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 my challenges. And just like I can't understand yours. But through conversation, we can at least have an understanding. Listen to me. We can have an understanding. But if you don't want to listen to what I got to say just because you're boxed in in your own little way of thinking, fine. So be it. You can turn off. You can turn this off right now. Hmm. You can well, off right now. And um, I, like we've always talked about before, you know, the middleman, you know, show is an opinionated show, and we want to, you know, listen to everybody's opinion and, and take them into context because, you know, this is the purpose of our show is to let your voice be heard, to let your opinions be heard, you know, no matter if it makes anybody upset, you know, you can express your way of thinking. You know your your way of viewing things, and we're gonna to try to do that today. And we want everybody, you know, if you're out there listening on the web and you have something that you want to say, you know, hit us up seven one eight five zero eight nine nine seven two, or if you're on the chat board, place your comments there, and we'll definitely read them. Um, but on today's show, we are talking about the verdict. Um, you know, we all know that there are a lot of you know things going on around you know. The nation and also the world After the verdict was heard um, You know we want to give everybody a chance to, to vent about their opinion on this case And we want to hear your thoughts About Trayvon Martin George Zimmerman The verdict The case in general How the prosecutors and the defense Presented their uh, their case We also want to talk about black on black crime You know We also want to discuss Whether or not Eric Holder to bring federal charges up against George Zimmerman. Um, we also want to bring up is racism still real? A lot of people identified that this this whole case was built on race. A lot of people believe that. You know, we want to hear your opinions about that. And we also want to um, discuss it as a message. As far as it's verdict, how it was sent to America, how it presented America to other nations. You know, we want to discuss what you guys feel about what other nations feel about America right now because they're watching the same thing. They get CNN, they get the news. You know, we want to talk about all of that. And 
most importantly, we need to talk about where do we go from here as a community? How can we push forward and, and what changes need to be made to better what has just happened? We've had several cases in the past, and there will be more cases that will be coming up in the future. We already know this. But what can we do to move forward from this? So we want to get into this discussion today. Um, and we're already apologizing for you know any comments that we will make throughout the show because we possibly will make somebody upset, which is fine. You may make us upset, which is fine. We're human. So let's talk about oh, yeah. it. Well, Alan, um, you know, man, this, this this whole situation got a lot of our people down. Yeah, it got a lot of our people not feeling good about it, man. And you know, it, it's I don't know, man. It's it's a whole lot for us to bear right now. And this is, I think, this is one of the bigger and biggest challenges that our age group and our generation has gone through yet. Mm-hmm. You know that I've seen. You know, I mean, even with the OJ trial which I don't care anything about O.J., but this right here hits home because this, this kid was, regardless of what they want to pull up in the case, this kid was innocent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But here we go, man. I'm, I'm, we're going to take a quick break right here to everybody that's listening on the Internet. You know, I want to you know, make sure we get all our thoughts together. Once we get past this break right here, um, what we want you guys to do, man, dial 718-508-9972. I know you guys have free minutes on your Internet, all that good stuff right there, but... You guys, go ahead and call in, man. Give us your comment. This is your day to vent. I know I see a lot of you guys out there on the Internet right now vent. You know, you hurt. You got a lot going on in your mind. You know, I know when y'all seen the verdict, just like me and my, my wife did last night, your stomach just dropped out. Your heart just failed. So I want you guys to make sure you tune in and, and just speak up today. This is your chance to go ahead and let everybody else know how you feel. So I'm going to play this record right here. As soon as this record is over with, we're coming right back in. We're going right into this conversation. You are listening to The Middleman on The Middleman Radio, Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, everybody that's listening to us today. Here we go. Ironically, I can't 
That was Dwell A with my people. That was Dwell A, my people. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say something about the song, man. The song is just like, Dwell A music just makes you uh, feel like you like walking in a park somewhere and birds flying and you can hear the wind blowing. <laughs> like, you, you just put you in that mode, man, you know. Shout out to yeah. LA, man. He made good music. Very good music. Very good music. But um, if you're just now tuning into the Middle Man Show, we are talking about the verdict um, with the George Zimmerman's case. Um, we definitely want to get everybody's opinions about how they felt about when it flashed across the screen. You know, the jury has finished. The verdict will be read. You know. Well, first off, how, how did how did how did you feel, Kevin? Like when, um, when the jury came back in, like you know, not not when the verdict was read, but how did you feel when the jury came back in and they had their their you know their verdict to be presented? I mean, uh, what they did, man, they gave us a false sense of hope, you know, with this whole manslaughter situation. And when I saw him come in, you know. 
I'm thinking like, yeah, man, you know, they're going to go ahead and give a manslaughter. He's going to get at least 10 years. I'm like, yeah, he's going to get at least 10 years. But then all of a sudden, not guilty? I mean, dude, that is... Uh, and, and the sad part about it, man, I'm sitting at the table with my, my son. I'm sitting in with my wife, my, my daughter. We, we're having dinner. And, and my wife and I, we just looked at each other. My wife, you know, she's like, oh, my God, no, 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 no. You know, and I, I mean, man, it just hurts. It, it hurts, man, because, you know, not only do, do you feel the pain of that, that family, you feel the pain when you look at your children, your legacy. You know what I'm saying? You look right. at it like my child could be walking down the street tomorrow. You know, a lot of people feel like, well, that ain't going to happen. You never know. Some idiot may try this just because they yep. they can use it. Well, I'm defending myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just, it was hurtful, man. I mean, it was it was like, I mean, dude, it was like, man, a slap in the face, a kick in the stomach. It was all that in one. I just don't understand it, man. I mean, just even with this level of confusion that I'm feeling right now. It, it was it was amazing, man. It was, it was crazy. I think that's how I felt. I felt like I had been kicked in the gut when they they read it. You know, I I know that you know a lot of people, a lot of friends of mine was like, you know, why are you surprised? Because we knew this was going to happen. I will honestly say, you know, count honor that I really gave them the benefit of the doubt. I really thought, you know, listening to the case, and I've been paying attention for over a year, and I really believe that, you know. They were going to make the right decision, and you know this was going to be okay. And when they read the verdict, it, it did feel like I had been punched in the gut, and it felt like, you know, just I felt, you know, I can will never ever compare myself to my ancestors because my struggle would never compare to theirs. However, the first thing that I thought of was Willie Lynch, and I thought of slave mothers, and I thought of the decision of having to demasculate your son to keep him alive, and was I going to have to make that decision too? Was I going to have to tell him to hold your head a little bit lower? Was I going to have to tell him, don't be as strong, don't do this, don't do that, because I value his life, because I want him, I want to keep him with me, I want to keep him alive, and I thought that this is a choice that black mothers have been having to make mm-hmm. for centuries and centuries, mm-hmm. and now it, it was in my hands, and it was overwhelming to me, it, to the point yeah. where I became physically ill. And, and you know, I, I still don't know how to process it, and, and that's what happened to me last night. Yeah. Well, when I, um, you know, I was actually uh, on my way home from the gym, <clears throat> and I was um, watching it in the gym. Um, on CNN, and then when I got in my car, you know, luckily I have a CNN app, and I was watching it on my app on the CNN, on CNN, and I was like, I said, finally, you know, I'm I'm tired of waiting, you know, this is like, you know, because when I was younger, I somewhat paid attention to the O.J. Simpson trial, but now that I'm older, I really paid attention to to this trial, and I was like, okay, this is this is gonna be, you know. You know, the final decision, you know, he's going to jail. I, you know, I really feel that, you know, he's going to have to get some years because of a person died. You know, somebody was killed. And uh, in my mind, I felt that when they kept asking those questions about, you know, manslaughter and, and all of that, 
I kind of felt like it was one person that was holding up the process, like one juror or maybe two jurors that was holding up the process as far as they didn't think that George Zimmerman was guilty. That's that's what I felt, in my opinion, because it took to me, I felt like it was case closed because Trayvon is not here. It's case closed, you know. But um, when they read the verdict, I mean, my heart just fell. I mean, I, I was like, I can only imagine what his parents are feeling, what his friends at his school are feeling, what, you know, his other family members and people that knew Trayvon, his 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 football coaches and things like that were feeling after the verdict was, you know, was was said. I mean, we all kind of had this, this type of feeling, and... You know, I don't have any kids of my own, but I have, you know, brothers and sisters and, you know, and I have other kids that I am close to. And I immediately sent out a text to some of those people that were close to me, you know, telling them to, um, you know, reach out to their kids, reach out to their brothers and sisters and let them know, you know, you know, that you care and that, you know, you're going to be there with them to help guide them and teach them and make sure they make healthy decisions, you know, because, as you can see, it, it, you know, no matter what we say or what we do or how much, you know, the the stars and actors and, and you know, people who have a, a bigger voice than us, not to say that we don't have a bigger voice, but the ones in which have the opportunity to be in front of a camera and go into the masses, you know, say something about something that is wrong, Um it, it just seems like nothing is going to change right now. Nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to change. So the phone lines are open, hmm. 718-508-9972. Uh, that's just my opinion. Um, I think we want to go ahead and get this first caller who's been holding for a while. Kevin, we want to get this caller. All right, our good friend, Charlie Braxton. How you doing this evening, brother? How you doing, brother? How you doing, man? It's uh it's a sad day for America. This is a sad day for justice. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I, I, I'm going to say some things that might have upset some people. Some people may call me a conspiracy theorist, but I'm going to have to say this. I think that this whole trial uh, may have been a charade of justice from the get-go. And let me explain why I think that. First of all, the police, when they came to the scene initially, did not arrest Zimmerman. They placed Trayvon's body as a John Doe in a morgue. No police officer fought to knock up and down the uh, apartment to see who this boy was. They just assumed Zimmerman was what? Zimmerman was taken into custody with no drug testing, no handcuffs. He was released the same day. Okay? It wasn't until black people got in the streets, Trevon's mother and father began to raise awareness and he began to get involved and people began to march around the country, forcing even our president to say something. That all of a sudden, the governor, a Republican, a right-winger, appoint a district attorney, another Republican, 
to look into the case. Now, if you look at it from a purely legal standpoint, there is no way that they could have won a case for murder too. Every lawyer that I've seen analyze this case said that. Okay? But manslaughter, if they would have tried the case on manslaughter, they had a better chance. So why didn't they do that in the first place? Mm-hmm. Okay, the lead prosecutor, who is very aggressive, I'm told, and she was aggressive when it came to prosecuting the black woman who tried to defend herself in her own house by shooting a gun in the mm-hmm. air to warn her abusive husband. She got 20 years. This prosecutor did that. But she didn't see fit to prosecute Zimmerman. She gave that hmm. to her underling. Now, maybe some lawyer, some prosecutor, who's going to give up a high-profile case such as this and give it to three underlings. I know. It's a career-making case. Charlie, how, how did it make you feel, man, when you heard that verdict? I mean, how, how did it make you feel? Angry, angry, angry. And, and, and understand this. I was expecting a not guilty verdict based on how the scenario yeah. was playing out. But it still makes me angry. It makes me angry that they would even think to get away with it. Uh-huh. It makes Man, me angry on. because what, what, what's being said to us is to you, to me, to, to, to everybody out there, black life is cheap. Black life wow. is worthless. Black male. I, I agree with you. It, it just it, it's one of those things that you know, you can't even try to try to understand at that moment. It, it's more hurt to it than anything. But, um, Charlie, what are we going to do? we got a lot of callers on the line. Um, I'm going to take you out. Understand. If you want to have another comment, press number one, all right? All right. You all pray all right. and stand firm. Most definitely, brother. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to bring in our next caller, homeboy, uh, out of GA. What's happening, man? What's going on, big dog? What's good with you, bro? Nothing much, man. We appreciate you calling in today, man. What are, what oh, are your yeah, thoughts man. on this verdict, man? Um, Honestly, man... I guess I kind of stand a, a, a little different, man. Like when I when I heard the verdict, I was extremely angry, as well as I was probably as hurt as I was angry. But at the same time, now that I've had time to sit on it and think about it, I feel like it was necessary to happen. Mm-hmm. And I in in this time, and the reason being is because I mean, me and you've talked before outside of the radio, you know, and everything, man. And it, to me, it's like this. Our children have a very big disconnect of about what racism really is because it's hidden. They don't see it directly. I feel like because this happened, now they can begin to see some of the things that we always talk about in our, you know, with, with our, uh, I guess, uh, genre or whatever, our age group. We right. see it. We know it. We even know the hidden stuff that's going on, but our children don't know it because they don't live the same type of lives that we live. They don't go through the things that we go through 
so because they don't see it as direct, I feel like this was this was an opportunity that we all needed as black people for our children to finally understand what's going on. I think that you know, raised an interesting point where it is, you know, the disconnect of our children, and, and you know they don't get the opportunity to really understand it from the standpoint of seeing it depends on where you live at in this country. Uh, some areas are more prevalent than others, you know, right. and, and just, you know, like you said, a lot of kids look at it like, oh, that's history, not knowing that that was only 50 years ago. Right. Not knowing that was only 40 years ago when people couldn't even drink in the same water fountain. Right. You know? Um, but, I mean, I, I guess, you know, my question still is this. Who do you blame? Mm-hmm. Who do you blame? Because my thing is this, man. Like, you know, this just being real. Me and me and one of my partners, close friend of mine, got into a very big debate on Facebook today about this whole situation. And, you know, this is the same cat. Like, you know, I'm being honest with y'all, man. I'm a musician. And, and parts of me being a musician, I do music from an entertainment perspective. I don't do music to teach anybody because I do music for grown-up adults. I'm, I'm a 35-year-old man, so I make my music for 35-year-old people. If someone 16, 13, 14 get a hold of my music, how am I to be responsible for the content that I'm making for grown-ups when children get their hands on it because they have parents or they have friends who have parents that are not really teaching them? So what do I do as an entertainer? Stop making music from the entertainment standpoint? Start doing, you know, songs that are all children friendly. I mean, what what do you do as an entertainer? I mean, I hear a lot of people saying entertainers need to stand up, entertainers need to say something, but let's be real, and I, I just be honest. I remember when Tilt first went to jail, everybody and their mama was talking about how stupid this man was to keep getting in trouble. He gets out of jail, he try to go talk to the schools, first thing the schools say, and people around the hood, man, how you gonna go to jail and get out then wanna start trying to talk to our kids. So it's almost like if you try to you know, learn from your mistake and you and you try to start talking to people, then you got people criticizing you because you're trying to make better. So what do you do as an entertainer? Hmm. Um, I mean, you you gotta learn from the past though, you know, and, and the thing about it you know, when when you think about even what's going on with this situation, this verdict, you know, it's a it's a lot of things that we can do. Um, you know, dealing with uh, just like I said, learning from the past. When it comes to uh, the entertainers that we had back then, the people that we have. I mean, everybody is a leader. Everybody can can have a voice. And you know, just like Bob's doing this show today and letting everybody vent, dealing with this situation. You know, we want well, to think- put this out there so we can get past this point. Right. I think like the point of what he was saying was like who do we blame? Like in that situation, you know, do we blame him or do we blame the parents? And in this situation with Trayvon and this situation of the mentality of, you know, ignoring racism in our country, I think it has to do with number one, our communities in a whole and number right. two, the system. You know, I, I just think that um we have become so complacent and comfortable that we have allowed 
uh, racism because it's invisible that we have um, compromise and visibility with you know non-existence and that they're not interchangeable they're not the same thing and I think right. that our, our blame in our communities is that we don't acknowledge that you know we let people come into our communities and put this in our mind that it doesn't exist and we become so complacent of how our lives is we are not recognizing what happened to us, what kind of struggle came before us, and the blood and sweat and tears that our ancestors have put before us. We just washed away like it wasn't nothing. And then we expect for miraculous things to happen. And I think this was a wake-up call for us to say we need to get back in our communities. We need to take responsibility over our communities. I have a whole bunch mm-hmm. to say about our communities, but I'll let us get on. But I think that's what's brain wise. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to let y'all go. I'm going to make one more comment, but I'm going to let y'all go because I know y'all okay. got a lot of people. I, I posted last night a quote from CeeLo Goody, and it was, the greatest scheme of a black man's downfall is not knowing that we were never niggas at all, from the song The Niggas Experience. And the reason mm-hmm. why I posted that because I kept seeing a bunch of people on Facebook kept putting, man, my nigga, we going to ride for my nigga. They, you know, there's no justice for a nigga. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. There is no justice for a nigga, but there should be justice for black people. Mm. Mm. Man, mm. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate no that. Uh, man, no if you want to make another comment or, you know, just, just hit us back and let us know. Just press that number one, all right? All right, big dog. All right, thank you, man. Peace. All right, um, we're going to go <clears> to <throat> this next caller right here. Caller 404-523. What's your comment? You're live with the middleman. Oh, uh, yes. Am I am I on? Yes. Yes, you are. Oh, okay. Okay. Hello, everybody. Um, how you doing? I have a, all right. How are you all? Um, just a couple issues and something that had to, um, you know, after talking to a few people last night, had to register in my brain. Um, I can say that I'm, I'm not honestly um, shocked, um, however, about the verdict. Um, you know, I never really thought that he was going to be convicted. Um you know, because, you know, we just have these type of injustices and and why a lot of us will be shocked, I, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, 2013, we came a long way, but, of course, we still know we're not where we need to be, you know, as a nation, as the United States of America. Um, One of the main things that was brought to my attention last night, and I'm sure if we think about it, we all know that, yes, this, this case was racially um, motivated and in charge, However, you know, we are missing one of the key things also that played an important role in this case as to why Zimmerman uh, was free. Money. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, we pay for lawyers. When we get into trouble, let's say we get a ticket, or let's say some of us have even been, you know, in more uh, in extensive trouble than that. And we know we've been found guilty, but we still, what, don't get that, that same cost as if we didn't, what, have a paid lawyer. I found out right. that, you know, $30,000 a month, and I, I'm just you know, estimating, not exactly quoting, but was paid a month towards this man's legal case from um, hmm. the veterans, because I guess he was a veteran or something in the military or something. But people, it was people out there donating funds to his defense hmm. monthly, on a monthly yep. and, and probably daily, yes. So um, that that has a lot to do with this verdict in this case as well. And I, I want uh, America to realize that it, it wasn't all about race. In, in, in everyday life, and like I said, legality is, is, you know, like I said, you know, we get in trouble, we go, what? We pay for a lawyer. It's That's about true. money. And it was a lot of money stemmed and rooted within this case, and that is one of the main reasons why he was free, too. Also, you know, you know his background, his father was what? 
a judge. A judge. I'm sure some of us mm-hmm. have known judges and lawyers and, you know, get the hook up, you know, in our hometown where I'm from. And Kevin can, you know, agree this is a certain judge, you know, been on the justice for a, a moment. You know, go see her. She'll knock a ticket off. You know what I'm saying? And when you're in the people who know people in these fields, you have certain pool. You have certain, you know, um, you know, um, not to say rights, but, you know, entitlements as if someone who wasn't within that field. So this man came from a family with a father who was already on the judicial system, a judge. So you think he didn't know anybody or have any pool and then put money behind that? You know, all this money being donated to his son. And so, you know, and then put the race along with that. That's why he's free. And I don't agree with um, that. It it was it was funny that that you said that right the day before the verdict came in they had tallied that he got over five hundred thousand five hundred thousand dollar donation to to his account stuff exactly and and, you know it it is money you know and I think when it became a state issue and and not not just even get to that just the part where you said about his dad being a judge you know everybody in the judicial system one way or another are connected or know each other exactly. to a certain degree, yeah. especially the area that they live in. So mm-hmm. if you got a state representative, which is, you know, the prosecutor for him, somewhere along the line, his dad and her met, you know, these people know each other. Or know somebody that when it knows comes somebody. <laughs> yep, or know somebody yeah. that knows somebody. They're trying to stay face with their they career. know somebody. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, um, and, but I to the end, uh-huh. I'm sorry, Just I just want to end, you know, because a lot of points were brought out last night after me talking to someone, and I just had to remember because, you know, a lot of times we can get one track as black people. Oh, okay, race, 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 race. No, let, let's know, remember what America wholly is built upon. It's not about rights yeah. and you know, the Constitution. It's money. You know, money, uh-huh. money rules everything over here. That's what it's all about. And not for all of us, you know, and especially as Christians it's not, but for, for the people who aren't politicians, that's what it's about. That's true. That's true. And we didn't catch your name. What's your name? Carlotta. Oh, hey, hey, hey. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, okay. What's going on? Yeah. And I just have one <laughs> closing point. I know a lot of other people are, you know, eager to call in, but it's all about making a stand. Yes, we can. We can get these laws to change. We can make a, you know, to say that, oh, it will never be about money, you know, I, I can't promise America that, you know, more than likely not. But we can make a stand to to make the politicians and the lawyers and the judges think, dang, is it all about a dollar at the end of the day? Am I willing to take this dollar to free this man who I mur- know murdered this boy? You know, so if we make a stand and protest, you know, not only in our communities but in Washington, D.C. itself yeah, where these laws definitely. and, and the Constitution and everything is made and, and where both come through and pass and are vetoed or whatever, we have to make a stand. We cannot yeah. let it fall beneath the wayside and, you know, next month, next year, forget all about Trayvon. Because next month, next year, it may be your son. Yes. It may be your nephew. Yes. It may be your cousin, you know. Yeah. So we need to, you know, yes. be proactive. Don't don't let his, you know, death go in vain. And let's not forget about it. And we can make a change. Yeah, exactly right. Make a change to where everything will always be right and, and that a dollar is, is never looked at, you know, and surpassed where every politician is, is a Christian and thinks like we No, it will never be that way, but we can make a stand and make a difference. Right, most definitely. Right, well, we appreciate you for we your comments, and you made some great points. Uh, we're going to go ahead and um, bring in our next caller. Lavelle um, out in Texas, man. What's going on, brother? Man, what's going on, man? What's happening? Now, man, and, uh, man, what are your thoughts on this, man? Man, uh, you know... 
I have been watching it like, you know, from day one. And uh, I have very little faith in the United States justice system because uh, I was a, you know, I was a cashier of that same system. And uh, after you go into all of the whatnots and the findings, well, you know, and when you look at it, it was clear that he was guilty. He killed the unarmed teenager, you know. I'm not going to even bring race into the matter because we talking about a human life, which is bigger than race to me. Right. Uh, the first thing I did when I heard not guilty, man, I picked my son up because uh, me and my little son, uh, he was in here, and I picked him up, you know. And, you know, I just looked at my kid because, you know, I'm thinking, you know, is this the, is this the type of society that, you know, I gave birth to my child in? Is this what, you know, my child and, you know, the friends and, you know, all the relatives, is this what their kid going to have to go through, you know? And I just pondered right. on that. Exactly right. And more I pondered on it, I thought to myself, no, that's not what we have to go through. Right. Because sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes we as a people, we don't do enough. We don't do enough. We deliver bad signals. We deliver bad signals uh, constantly, all the time. Like the race issue, over the race issue overtone of this trial. I think that it, it sets us back when we bring stuff like this uh, race into this because this here is a human violation. This I know he was black and I'm black and I love being black, but this is a human right violation. You know, and when we look for justice for Trayvon and all the people like Trayvon, you know, man, we should go into it as human beings. Because, you know, the first thing people, uh, white people and other nationalities see, oh, black people, they always playing the race card. Um, they're going to have to play the race card and, you know, they're going to always do it. But, you know, beyond the race card, what I'm looking at here is that a young child's life was taken and the United States justice system failed. Yeah. Great yeah. comment. I was just saying, it's interesting that you you said that, because, you know, respectfully, I disagree with you, especially about the race issue. Um, I know a lot of times I think that we inappropriately as a people, sometimes we may pull the race car in, in times that are appropriate. But this time with Trayvon, I think it's very relevant to the situation, because it's beyond Trayvon. It's, it is hundreds of thousands of, of other little boys, not boys, but men. Let me say, in America that are killed simply because they are black. And I think let, that back to the other caller, I think that uh, in America, when we start, the whole purpose of black people being in here in America was monetary value, and we have different stages of monetary value. If they keep us oppressed. It, to keep someone oppressed, you have to keep them afraid and you have to keep them in check. And th in incidents like this, in judicial situations like this, is to keep us in check as a people, to keep us oppressed. And to ignore the fact, well, we will never fix it. And I think that it is a human right, but, but race has a significant portion let, of what's let going me on say this. We came here in, on ships and in chains, being beaten and thrown off the side of ships. Uh, being raped, lynched, and hung. You know your history. Every black person in America should know his history. So you know they will never love you. You know it. the love of this nation only goes as, as far as it once did way back when. Forget, you know, they let some of us go out and make a few dollars or whatever, you know, and, and, and do a few things. But the overtone, we know that as black people, we know America has no love for us. So once yeah. we know that, we must push beyond the racial the racial situation and, and, and pick up but the we love of human beings. Them. 
we live amongst them. So how are we? What are we supposed to do? We live amongst these people. So for to to be like I, you, I must accept how you treat me. I have to accept that I'm less. I have to just ignore it and just go on about myself. Maybe that's not what you're saying, but but that's, no, no, that's, that's not that, that's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is this, you know. And I think I, you know, I think I try to live as close to this as possible. I know I'm black. I love being black. I teach my kids to be proud to be black. You know, uh, always stand on who you are. Believe in who you are. You are beautiful. You can achieve all things. This is what I teach my kids. And I'm sure this is what Trayvon parents taught him also. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, just like Tray, just like what happened to Trayvon, it is always, it is always going to be a chance. It is always going to be a chance because we are in America. And so what we must do as parents, man, we got to love our children and love the children in our community as much as we can and as hard as we can. And instead of feeding them the trash and the stuff that we do feed them a lot of time, replace that with love. And, and maybe, just maybe, that will save the next Trayvon. Not saying that it was Trayvon's fault. Not saying it because it was not Trayvon's fault. I believe George Zimmer should be in jail. But, you know, everybody waking up this morning, oh, man, it's a travesty. Uh, they didn't do nothing about it. They didn't quit. They didn't do this here. But what are we going to do to change that in the community? I think Trayvon's death should be used to change the overtone in our community. Okay. I agree with yes, you, man. Okay. I do. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks, thanks for listening to me, man. I enjoy your show. You know I'm listening. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for you guys' time. Hey, man, oh, no, thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. Comments, man. Thank you. Yeah. All right, we're about to bring and, uh, in uh, Keisha right now. Keisha, you're live with the middleman. What's up? I just wanted to say my whole perception of this, I, I didn't really watch the case because to me it was a no-brainer. He was guilty from day one. So there should have never been a trial. Um, you know, a lot of people, I agree with the judge saying his dad being a judge and that played a part in it because you can't tell me that being – in that area, he didn't have connections. He didn't, he, you know, he, he knows the statutes. Mm-hmm. He knows the laws. I mean, that's a plus to Zimmerman for me. Um, I yep. literally cried last night, you know, because I have three sons. And mm-hmm. the thought of, you know, them not being able to be equal is, is crazy. That's, it was, it was just hard. It was very hard. Yeah. Most definitely. Most I, definitely. I, 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 you know, put that out there. <laughs> no, I, I sympathize with you. I just don't know if you were on earlier. I'm a mother, too, and I have a son. And I said, and you know, like I said earlier, I would never compare my struggle to our ancestors because what they went right. through doesn't even compare to myself. But I said I was placed with the responsibility of do I, like, you know, and I, four times our ancestors, especially the mothers, they had to tell their sons, hold their head a little lower. Don't speak. Don't right, look at people right. in the eye. Don't do this. Don't do that. And and that hurt us as a people. And I said for now, you know, looking at it, retrospect was like, you know, we should have done that. We should have taught our sons to be strong. But now we're faced with the same thing. Now that responsibility right. was in my head. And it's overwhelming. I cried as well. What, do I do I want my son to live? I love my son more than I love my life, you know, but do I take his manhood away from him because his world doesn't see him as the same? You know, it's, right. it's a very hard thing to do. It, it's, it's a very hard position to be in as a woman and as a mother. And I'm going to tell you, I, I'll give you an example. I, I'm, I'm out of Columbus, Mississippi. And so our schools, you know, we have two high schools, Columbus High and New Hope. Um, you know, New Hope is predominantly a white school. 
So, for an example, uh, you know, they're, they're not supposed to wear sweatpants, okay? So my son gets up mm-hmm. one morning, put on a pair of sweatpants, and I told him, now, you know you're not supposed to wear those in school. And he says, well, the white kids do it, and, and the teachers don't say anything to them, you know, I, but I have to explain to them, you're not them. You, you know what I'm saying? Huh. And, and I don't yeah, want yeah, to okay. have to explain to them that you're not them. You know, you can't do what others do. But, you know, just just a little something, you know. Now, that, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a definite struggle as a child, you know, seeing right. other races having a privilege that you feel like you should have. Right. It's, it's very... It's very hard. I mean, and, and you know, he could have been easily profiled. Right. In situation. I mean, and, and he profiled. has seen, you know, he has seen students walk by teachers mm-hmm. that they have said nothing to, and then they yeah. walk by and they get sent to the office. You know, so mm-hmm. what do you do? You know, mm-hmm. it, it's a yeah, no-win situation. True. So that's true. Thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate it. All right. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. We're gonna um. We got our next caller waiting. Um, let's go ahead and get Cam in. Cam, you there? All right, Cam, you live. What's up, man? What's going on? What's going on? Um, man, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I'm like the the young lady that just got off the line. I really didn't watch the trial because um, I figured it was an open and shut case. Like, you know, um, you were told to not follow him. You lost track of him. You followed him. You started altercation, then you ended up killing them. That's, I mean, that it doesn't get any, you know, more black and white, you know, no pun intended than that. Um, but I have a question for for people online, like uh, if you uh, like how the case was tried, like um, he was charged with second degree murder. Why is the system set up like that, or is the system set up where you can't only try one thing at a time, or if, if there are similar um, um, offenses that can be tried, what you can't do that? Like I don't, I don't understand why everything well, wasn't they, on. Well, they were supposed to introduce lawyer. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, now. me either. Um, no, it's me. It's Kevin. Um, you know, I'm not a lawyer either. No, can I say I know and understand the whole legal process of it? But from what I, I've heard and observed, they were <laughs> supposed to introduce this at the beginning of the tri- at the beginning of the case as far as the the charges that they wanted to present to him. So basically what they did not do is they did not put it in. So at the end, that's why Zimmerman lawyer was like, this is a trick. You know what I'm saying? But when they can't go with each other too, like you can't try felony murder and second degree murder at the same time. You have to choose between the the two. I feel like that's a flaw in our system because what if, what if it's a situation like this where it's clearly rigged and they get to choose the only thing that they know they can lose on, if you understand what I'm saying? Like, the prosecu- I feel like the prosecutor was in on all this. You know, I feel like there's some fishy in there um, because of how, you know, the trial came about. So let's say that the prosecution is kind of do- came in to do a favor for this person because he has connections or, or whatever. Because of how... The, the judicial laws are set up. That means they can pick what they can lose on. And I and I think you bring up a very valid point. Um, secondary murder says that you have to commit murder with a, uh, I think it's egregious or depraved mindset or something that you have to commit the murder. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you prove that? 
how do you prove someone right. has a depraved mind? Like, to me, it's obvious that he did. I thought it was a wannabe cop that was out to kill somebody. I think he wanted to kill somebody. Really, I did. And I think that he profiled him and thought that he was going to get away with it because it was yeah. a little black boy and nobody was going to care. But it's hard to prove that. And I think when you know, they charged him with that, they knew that. You know, I don't necessarily feel like he when he saw him, you know, it went through his mind, I'm, I'm about to kill this person. I, I feel like he saw him and he had that good old boy response, this little motherfucker is about to mess with something or he just stole something or whatever preconceived notion he had about Trayvon because he was black. Um, and the, the guy um, about two callers back, he said that, you know, we need to get past race or things aren't about everything in this country is about race. The, the country was, was, was built on racism. They came and took somebody else's land. They brought pe- stole people from another faraway land to build this country. So everything in this country is about race, and it will always be about race until a certain generation of children get gets that mentality of race from them. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's not, it's not as long as we we are the way we are. As long as people come up in, you know, that type of thinking, it's gonna everything we do is gonna be based on race when it comes to problems like this. But I, I think that's a, a a loophole that somebody put there on purpose. I don't think it just happens to be a loophole in the system because if you have a corrupt prosecutor, then they can just pick whatever they know they're gonna, they're gonna lose the case on. You know, I don't think it was yeah. murder, but I think it was at least uh, negligent homicide or or involuntary. Man, it was but, something. But Cam, it Cam, it, Cam, when it all came down to it, when everything was said and done, that jury went in, that jury posed the fact that, you know, they ain't going to ask questions about hum, uh, uh, the other charges. And when it came back, they said not guilty completely. That's the bottom yeah, they line. Said, That's the question they said not guilty yeah, the, every possible charge you could get for killing someone. Right. Now, now the um, uh, I forget her name, but she's the female prosecutor that did not uh, take over the case or whatever. But um, she explained uh, in the press conference right after the verdict was held as far as why they went to a second-degree murder, and she gave the explanation of something like um, – you know, first degree, of course, it's like the intent, like you are going to kill somebody. That's first degree. And she was saying, like, you know, they went second degree because of, you know, the nature of the murder as far as George Zimmerman, you know, did not, you know, willingly or have a plan to kill like that. So she said second degree murder fit to what they felt as far as with the evidence oh. that they had of that case. So you can't put everything on the table. You have to choose. Yeah, you like right, yeah, vehicular manslaughter, all that. Yeah. There's uh, yeah. voluntary and involuntary, and the kind of manslaughter mm-hmm. that was on his table, in which they did bring up manslaughter, was voluntary manslaughter. And I, I'm honestly, I thought I didn't think they would get the the murder too, because I thought that it's hard to prove someone's mindset 
to other people. I, I, I think that that's hard to prove, but I thought at least, to the least, I thought Man. he would at least get manslaughter. So that's the shocking part to me that hurt me. Because that's a fact. It's a fact that he killed someone. You know, you can't prove he murdered them, you know, with whatever mind state they say is is within the ramifications of what murder is, but it's just but a fact that justifiable, he killed Justifiable yeah. murder. There's different types, and, I, you know, you can go on websites and look. There's different types of justifiable murder. And self-defense and stand your ground is a type of justifiable murder, which I think opens a very interesting door with, you know, this year we've seen a lot of things. We've seen a people holler about Second Amendment rights, go purchase guns like they had never before because they said Obama was going to take away our gun rights. And we've got a lot of nuts walking around here with guns, but now they've been told if they're scared of you, they can kill you and get, get away with it. And I think that that's something else that we need to be talking about. Yeah, because even for Daniel Brownlow, for you to stand your ground, he was—he wasn't standing his ground. His ground was—he was following him. His ground was moving. His ground was mobile. He wasn't standing ground. He was following someone. So how? But every—you even said your—you even said yourself. Ever since our that we came into this country, the laws have not been written for us or by us. And so for us to expect or for us to, you know, have expectation of those laws, it's, it's kind of ridiculous on our part. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, I, I expect everything that's, that's happening in this country. I'm just posing these questions with people who might not look at it in their life. Like, I'm pretty right. sure a lot of people don't. Yeah, most definitely. Most of it. Ken, we sure appreciate your uh, your questions and and your call, man. I mean that uh, that really sparked uh, another um, concept that you know we haven't discussed yet. So, but well, we got another caller that we want to bring in. If you want to get back on the line, person number one again, um, Kevin. Let's get this next caller, uh, Joseph. You're live on the Middleman Radio. Hello. What's yes, you're live on the Middleman Radio. What's going on? Yes. Mm-hmm. Man, how's it going, out, guys? Man, I. Uh, Really don't know where to start at. So um, I'm just going to say that my soul cries out and yearns for the day when we all can experience true independence from the deceivers, yeah. the deceivers' illusion of it. We are not free. We are not equal. Dr. King once said that um, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Everywhere. And right. that's exactly what we are experiencing right now in today's society. I am scared for my life. My nieces and nephews' life, my brother's mm-hmm. life, my cousins, my friends, the family. I am terrified. And if anything happens to me, meaning if I should die at the hands of a black man, a white man, or anybody from any other nationality or ethnicity, America's America will have my blood on their hands because they allowed it. Hmm. Y'all understand that? Yeah. And I said that because traditionally, historically, in this country, justice continues to evade us. And Thomas Jefferson once said, that my soul trembles, for I know that God's justice cannot be hidden forever. I'm paraphrasing. 
Meaning that he knew back then what he was putting our people through was not right. And that right there, that injustice continues to be prevalent in our society. And to no fault of our own, this is what we're experiencing. And, and truthfully speaking, we're getting what we deserve. It sounds harsh, but it's truth because we have allowed this to happen to us. And when you allow and you remain silent and you let your entertainment, meaning we so concerned about the latest Jordans that's coming out. Yeah. We're so concerned about love and hip-hop and basketball or the latest drug trend, the mollies and, and whatever liquor that we drinking and our entertainment is that we allowing our entertainment to distract us from changing our realities for the better. And now black life is not valued in America because we as a people do not value black life. So how can we expect somebody from another race or America to value our life when we don't even value it? That's true, brother. That's and last true. night, that's so was, true. That's true. And last night when I was watching the verdict, I was sitting there. And I, uh, this calmness came over me, but I was so tensed up, and I was afraid. And my mom was sitting there, and when it came back not guilty, I was just silent because anybody knows me. I have been following this case from day one, and I speak out, brother. Black on black crime, white on white crime, or or whatever. It's right and wrong. And it bothers me that I can be somewhere and have a right to be there, but not have the right to be there from another person's perspective. So another person's perspective or perception is not reality. And what they're making, their perception of stereotypes that have been fed to them through TV, through the mainstream media, through what they read in the books about us. And I'm taking my time. I don't mean to take too much time here. That their perception of us have is their reality. That's true. But to me personally, when I say they, the powers that be, whether it's black, white, or whatever, the powers that be that set up this systematic structure that created the genocide of us, is what I'm talking about when I say they. So they have created this system that allows us to be dumbed down, to be uneducated, to settle for substandard living. And I'm so hurt is that we have allowed the wrong things to enter our mind. And when you allow the wrong things to enter your mind, the wrong things are going to come out of it. So therefore, we have we don't have the right knowledge in our minds, in our mm-hmm. communities, and that is what's creating this the, the the self-destructive nature of what we're getting right now. Right, right. Until we start being so self-destructive amongst each other, nobody is going to look toward us to say, "Yeah, well, let's give them their rights." So therefore, if somebody got to give you a right, you're already less. And it bothers me that so many of our young brothers and sisters are lost. Right. And we're and that, leading. And that, we're and that leading. is so true. And I, 
ahead. And we're leading our generation after generation to be lost. And a lost people can never be found until the people who have a voice actually reach them. Because Satan hmm. specializes in leaders. And, and the leaders that, that we have today aren't true leaders. It's true. They lead and that us comes right to a tweet that I read today um, from Frank Ski. I don't know if you're uh, familiar with Frank Ski. You know, he was like, uh, what did Frank Ski say a long time ago? Doodoo Brown? Like, Doodoo Brown? He's a radio personality uh, out here in Atlanta. And he said, and it has a lot to do with what you were saying, he says, my opinion, before a conversation on race can begin in this country, it needs to start in the black community. We have to at least, number one, get real and be honest on some of our issues and cancers that continue to plague our people. And number two, come to an agreement on principles. Three, identify a new set of leaders to move our agenda forward using the wise counsel of our leadership of uh, um, of our previous movement. And that's what he said. And I think that goes to a lot of what you're like what you were saying that, you know, there are a lot of cancerous issues that we let, you know, that attack us and that we need to address so we can be strong. So, you know, I don't have to tell my son to lower his head. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to tell my son to weaken himself in front of other people because they might fear him because of the way he looks or his presence because he is a black man. And I, you know, and I think that we have to have a conversation strengthen our own self so we don't you know I have to be forced to have these conversations with you know our children oh definitely uh, Jim we're going to go ahead now we want to appreciate Joseph uh, Ivy for his comment right there we got another caller three, um, caller 334233 you're live with the middleman what's up hey what's going on what's up what's your name hey this is DJ Solo calling from Montgomery Alabama what's up Solo what's up man what's, what's your thought on this uh man, you know, I was, you know, just listening to what the last caller said and made a lot of valid points, a lot of valid points. You know, um, and it's, it's a shame that, you know, I, what happened to Trayvon, but, you know, does it actually have to take something like this for the black community to come together and see that, you know, that something is wrong? You know, I, I just hate the case that it happened to him, but, you know, man, is this what it takes for a young, a young black team to get slain? For people, you know, for, for us as blacks to even get together and come to one common ground or something. You know, because, you know, I look at it like like you like last caller said, you know, you have to look at, like, media. Because do we actually, do we respect ourselves as black people? Because I look at, you know, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, you know, I, I, I see my my, uh, my baby mama watching and I love and, you know, I'm like, okay, all this buffoonery. And then me as a DJ, I listen to, like, the stuff that I actually play for people. Because, you know, music is, you know, words are real powerful now. So, you know, and it just made me think, man, what am I doing? Am I becoming more of a problem than, you know, than help? So, you know, I just, I'm just looking at myself to see what I can do better, you know. Because one thing about me, I'm a great father. I, I keep my kids away from, you know, the stuff that I have to play in, like all this crazy stuff that's on mm-hmm. television. I try to get them involved in the news. I even show them, like, world star videos because, you know, like, don't don't get yourself caught up in this. Because if you get yourself caught up in this right here, you know, this is just going you know, to lower your, your self-standard. So, you know, with, with, the, with the Trayvon um, thing right here, man, you know, is it going to have to come down to this for us to get together as black people? 
I mean, it's it's a lot of things that you know that 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 are going to you know need need to change in general. Um, I mean, we have to you know as far as you know us and our community, we have to stick together, and it starts inside the home. It starts with the parenting. I mean, just like you you ask yourself, what can I do? You're you're already doing some good things as far as you're you're talking to your son, you're showing him the the negative, but you're also showing him the positives. You know, showing him what that you know he needs to stray away from. You know, yes, some things in which you won't be able to shape as far as his mindset because once he get older he's gonna even though dad told me this, I'm still gonna do what I want to do anyway. You know, but as long as you know that you've guided him down the path that, you know, to make sure that he can be successful and make, you know, good, appropriate, you know, decisions for himself, then yes, you know, that, that is making some type of progress. You know, everyone plays a part in in each of our our lives. You know, you can never stop learning. And with this whole, you know, this whole deal that, you know, that we're going through, Trayvon Martin is not the only kid that has experienced this. There, mm-hmm. there are other cases that are similar to what happened to Trayvon Martin, and we appreciate your call, Solo. Um, if you definitely, if you want to get back in the conversation, just press one again. But there are other cases out there that are similar to this. There are other cases out there that are more, far more worse than what happened to Trayvon Martin. You know, there are other cases with other nationalities that you know that is very, very you know, far more worse than uh, Trayvon Martin's uh, situation, but. You know, the thing in which we have to think about as people is what to do next. How can we, you know, get to the point to where there are more positives coming out in the public versus the negatives? How can we, you know, you know, we're, we're way down here in the South. What can we do to impact what's going on over in, in uh, Chicago? What can we do to impact what's going on over in Oakland, California? You know, what can we do to impact that? You know, like I said earlier, we have a lot of, you know, people who are in the public eye that can have a voice. But are they choosing to have a voice? I don't know. Are they afraid? I feel like they are. You know, you have some people that are willing to speak, but you have some people that just, you know, it ain't, you know, it's not bothering me, so I don't have to deal with it. You know, just mm-hmm. like with the situation with, with uh, Troy Davis. A lot of people forgot about Troy Davis. A lot of people were, you know, wearing Troy Davis shirts and, you know, tweeting about Troy Davis. A month later, you didn't hear anything else about what happened to Troy Davis. And and I, and I keep saying Troy Davis because some people who are listening to this show now don't even remember Troy Davis. Don't even remember what right. happened, why he was in jail. You know, don't even know, you know, the whole fold of that. And, I, I like, I'm really, you know, scared that this may happen to the Martin family. You know, a month or two later, it's just going to be, you know, like it never happened. Nobody's going to say anything. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's more so of a microwave mind state. You know, the, the instant gratification of knowing what you know at that moment, at that time, even like with, with Katrina, you know, mm-hmm. it was talked about. The next thing you know, six months later, nobody even know anything about it. Nope. Or even discuss it. Um, but when we think everybody that's on the phone line right now, if you do want to make a comment and you've been on the line for a while, press number one to get yourself out. Press number two, we're going to bring in Catelsa, then we're going to LaVere. But if you got a comment, you can press number one to bring yourself in, bring yourself out, all right? But uh, we're going to Catelsa right now. Catelsa, you're live with the middleman. What's up? Hey, guys. How are you? All right. What's going on? 
<laughs> yeah, I feel you. It's just, um, you know, we were just on the call together. Um, was it last week or so? Um, mm-hmm. And we were t- we were definitely talking about accountability, um, and you know, kind of talking about the case, at, not necessarily directly because we were talking about our community, what we need to do, uh, and if the verdict that we received is not a sure sign that we definitely need to be about our business. And when I say our business, I mean us. We we cannot wait for anyone else to do for us what we need to be doing for ourselves. Uh, We have a responsibility for ourselves first and foremost. Clearly, no one else is going to do it for us. Um, Mm -hmm. I will say that I have mixed emotions. Um, I have this this awful feeling in the pit of my stomach. I'll be honest about it. Um, I watched the case. The verdict was not necessarily a surprise, but when I got the verdict, I could not help but think about um, those lives that we've lost before, Trayvon, Uh and those those children that we have left. You know, what do we say to them? Um, What do we say to them? What do we What do we say? What do I say to Kylan? What do I say to Jabari? What do I say, you know, what do I say to them as as young black men? I thought about, you know, my friends that have kids. You know, what do we say to them as a people? Um, You know, the the law is what it is. You know, whether the scales be balanced, unbalanced, in our favor, not in our favor. You know, there has to be action on our part. We have to do it. We can point the finger mm-hmm. till they fall off. Yeah. But we have to start the acting. The the, our people, yes. I was gonna say Go this, What what can we say to them? You know, we got to we got to set a high level level of expectation with our children. And, you know, we got to let them know we need more lawyers, we need more doctors, we need more professionals, carpenters, whatever the case may be. We have to. Be honest with them about the situation that we are in in America. We have to not be from honest. a hatred standpoint, not from hatred, not from hatred. because right. Yeah, we we deal with we deal with racism on a daily basis, uh, daily basis. You know what I'm saying? And those that truly understand the definition of racism will understand that we don't have enough power to be racist. We can be prejudiced. We can be prejudiced against each other and the other people all day, but it comes with power. Now the thing about it, once we grasp power and gain power, then yeah, that may be a factor. But what we need to tell our children is to be brutally honest with them with this situation, what is going on in America, what they are facing, and we also got to get back to love. We got to love each other, be concerned, be be more thoughtful when it when it comes to us. You know what I'm saying? And and, and it just it, it blows my mind that here it is, 2013. And we have situations like this, not only that situation, the other one with the young man playing the music too loud, the lady that shot right. the warning shot, the situation right. out in Arizona, all these different things you right. know, up in New York. How can we constantly, you know, and, and, and this is to, how can we constantly keep going through this? And also, I, I, I well, apologize. Well, My and the thing is, the, yeah, the, the, the thing is, our kids don't know our history well enough to know that this is not isolated. This is not just, 
you know, all of a sudden people are attacking us as a people, you know. But if we if if we show them the whole picture of our history, we we can also show them that there were people that led us. There, there's nobody's leading like the leaders that we had in, you know, in Martin Luther King Jr. They know Martin Luther King Jr., but they don't know the depth in which, you know, our leaders back then went through in peaceful demonstration, you know, mm-hmm. in peaceful demonstration to cause the change that that they are fortunate to live in. You know, so That's they've true. been cushioned and bubbled, and 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 there's this distorted view. Even for us, a lot of us don't really know our history like like we should. And so that's why we don't have any get up and go about, you know, it's like, oh, well, every man for himself, you know. Because the truth of the matter, if we look at our communities, it, it can be very overwhelming. I tell you, yeah. when I went to church this morning, there was really no talk about Trayvon Martin, which surprised me because typically I go to um, um, the the church that I've been going with my girls. And my pa- the pastor is a white man, but I decided to go to the church that I actually belong to, who's a black man. There was really no talk, but when we got on the bus, they br- somebody brought it up. We were going back to our car. Somebody brought it up, and I'm like, the truth of the matter is, you may not like the situation, but the scales are imbalanced. And what do okay. we do to keep our children from getting caught up in the system? You know, well, because you know, once I thing, get caught up in there, it is. Now, and let me tell you this, because I have a brother. I have two brothers that's in this system. And mm-hmm. God knows from taking them in to live with me, talking to them, trying to be an example. They, that's a path that they still chosen. You know, and I told them, I said, we can't. It's, and I heard um, the young lady that's on the call say, how do I tell my kids, you know, my, my young black men, that they don't have to feel, I guess, uh, like a punk. You know, yeah. you're getting punks every day. But how do we get you? It, it takes more control. It, it, to me, it's more of a man who can control himself than one, you know, in the face of adversity can stand. Again, let's get back to some principles, some morals. How do we do this? We we're in this system, so we have to learn how to maneuver, whether we want to or not. So if that means just be quiet for a minute. Just be quiet well, well, for a Contessa, minute. Contessa, you know, like, like Jen, and we thank you for your call. You know, we got, we're going to go ahead and get on to the next couple of callers. But um, Jen said it perfectly. You know, we got to keep our heads up. We cannot sit up here and have our heads down with these situations. And Jen, you had something you had to say? Well, well first off, I think that, well... Let me let me clarify what I said earlier. I, I wasn't saying that, you know, we, we have to teach our sons how to be a punk. I don't think that, you know, learning how to humble yourself is being a punk. But historically, and that leads to the question about we don't know our history. Like, historically, you know, if you read about Willie Lynch and, you know, all of that, black mothers had to demasculize their sons in order for survival. And I think that the conversation, and we've had this conversation many times on The Little Man, I think the conversation needs to be is, are we still doing that today? Because of, of situations like Trayvon Martin, are we teaching our sons, don't look anybody in the eye, don't, you know, make any sudden moves, don't do this, don't do anything to make your masculinity more obvious to the person that's different than you because that intimidates them and that may put your life at risk. 
and, and that's a choice oh, that goes way back to slavery. But uh, but on the topic of history, I know a lot of people are saying that we hear about Eric Holder. And Eric Holder is mm-hmm. our the first black attorney general, you know, of the United States of America. And, and they're saying, you know, for for the past year, Eric Holder has had this case in his office, and he's been asking, um, you know, he's been studying to see if there should be civil charges brought up against George Zimmerman. And this tactic is not new. And I, I was very surprised by my Facebook page where people were like, oh, really? You know, not civil yeah. charges, but uh, uh, civil rights violation charges against um, George Zimmerman. And a lot of people were like, oh, really? You know, the federal government, and they saying Obama's, don't think Obama's doing it because it can't be Obama. Yeah. It's Eric Holder, yeah. who's the attorney, the attorney yeah. general. Yeah, we- Jim, what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and get to our next caller. All the callers that's on the line right now, we do appreciate your comment. Patessa, we appreciate your comment also. We're going to go ahead and get get your comments in. We're going to make brief comments, let them go so we can bring everybody in so everybody can at least make their statements that they need to make. We only have so much time left in this show. So we want to make sure everybody has their comments. Say what you need to say, and we're going to move on to the next comment. Lavelle, we're going to bring you back in, brother. Go ahead. Man, I'm I'm gonna I've I've been listening and I was listening to one of the guys uh that run the show and he was like, uh the reason we had this show, we were trying to see, you know, what can we do different as a community, you know, to bring about a change in our community. And uh, I'm gonna say this. Uh black people are very spiritual people. And uh we have to believe that God would not change the conditions of the people until the people change the conditions that are in their heart. Man, we have to change the essence What's at the essence of who we are Our heart We have to re-examine all of these things And then maybe God will start showing favor to us If you go all the way back to biblical scriptures And all the things We struggle from day one So it is something we're doing wrong It is something that we have to change as a people And once we start to make those changes Man, then God will start making everything right And I'm pretty sure you guys are spiritual people And I know you believe that And with that being said, man I'm going to go back and listen to the show all right, we, we appreciate, appreciate you, uh, Lavelle, man. We're going to go ahead and bring in our man, T. Smitty. T. Smitty, what's going on out there in Arizona, baby? Hot. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, how y'all doing today? Man, we're doing we're wonderful, man. Yeah. Just a deep conversation for our people today. Yeah, I'll go ahead and make it quick. Now y'all up against it. Uh, I know everything has been said and has to be said, but the first thing I want to say is if you know it's a if it took 45 days to even charge this guy, you know he was going to walk. Because they didn't care to even charge the man. Uh, but I will say this. We have to be more financially empowered as a people and be more willing to be the squeaky wheel. The gay community, the women's groups, and Hispanics, they're all the squeaky wheel. I'm not counting Zimmerman as a Hispanic. He's like Pau Gasol and Mark Gasol. You think they're white guys. You don't think they're Spaniards. But anyway, right. uh, yeah. Uh, so what my thing is, we have to. I understand religion and spiritual. I, I understand that. But what moves this country, this capitalist society, the dollar bill. That what moves it. We have to start putting money together to back causes. Have a clear agenda. Back causes. Not just vote for someone because they're a Democrat. Because obviously they haven't given two craps about us anyway. Uh, we have to start putting pressure on these people. And don't take what Barack Obama said as anything but a grain of salt, just saying, hey, black people, I said something, shut up. That's pretty much what he did. But uh, yeah. I finished with this, I know y'all up against it. We have to, if stuff is racial, who cares if they say we pulled the race card? Pull it. 
gay people pulled a gay card, the homophobic card. Women pulled that card. Rush Limbaugh called that girl a slut. And Barack Obama was really trying to get him fired for that. Uh, Hispanics as well as immigration. We have to be able to pull that card. We have to back stuff and demand legislation. Because my last thing is, for example, voters' right act. There's no reason they should still be renewing our right to vote. It should be a permanent fixture for us that have a right to vote. But we have to be informed. We have to start backing people financially. And it all mm-hmm. costs, man, I think I'm put, t- like, I forgot to say this. Y'all heard about that black woman in Florida who, who got locked up for yeah. 20 years? Yeah, 20 years uh, shooting uh-huh. in the air. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, black people, y'all mad at Zimmerman for getting that money? How come we couldn't pass a hat around, donate 10 bucks each for her to get a good defense team? And probably gave her less of time or maybe even gotten off. So we got to take care of each other as well. Exactly. Exactly. Self self accountability. We got to be accountable for ourselves. We got to be accountable for our people at the same time, man. We appreciate your comment tonight, man, Smitty. Man, you always welcome over here, man. Stay up under that air conditioner, baby. I am. Take it easy, guys. All right. All right. We're gonna bring in our man Blaze out here in the ATL. Blaze, you got a comment, my man? Kevin, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. What's good? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Hey man, I've been hearing a lot of a lot of good and great comments, man. And I and I and I most definitely feel, you know, I feel what everybody's saying, man. My only two cents about it is that, you know, like I was explaining to my homies last night, you know, they were very pissed off about the whole entire situation. And I said the big picture is that we're 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 mad as a race, as a culture, at white people per se, but the big picture is that we already know they ain't never cared about us. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So why you know why why would you get mad at somebody who who, who really doesn't view us in the same eye as them? I'm more mad at the simple fact that we as a people wait always until it's too late to do something. You know what I'm saying? Screaming mm. holler who who it is instead of being proactive day one. You know, so just like the last yeah. caller said about the about the woman in Florida. Okay, cool. We knew this happened. We should have been on top of that right then and there. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's all this finger pointing everybody else instead of us putting our brains and our power and our minds and our hearts and our and our love and everything together to make a difference. We just want to stand back and point the fingers and make our comments and then be done with it. Right. Yeah. That's that. That's the that instant gratification. You know, it's sad that that's how we conditioned ourselves and we condition our children like that. But I'm gonna tell you, if we take one step and put another step in front of it, you know, we got to take those baby steps to get ourselves out of this, man, because, you know, we are at a point right now where we're supposed to be leaders in our community. We need to be at that point, and we need to take hold of that. I don't care if you, man, pick up trash or, you know what I'm saying, you're unemployed. You still can be a leader in your community by example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, like you and said, instead of being so, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, last spur of the moment, oh, wow, this happened. We need to get that ahead. We need to nip that in the bud. Everything that's going on in our community, our kids that's acting crazy, um, you know what I'm saying? You know, especially when the, when the police out here in the summertime, y'all know what I mean. They riding around mm-hmm. and they was looking for something to do. You know looking what I'm saying? Just like George Zimmerman was looking for a young black male that was doing wrong because they always get away and our neighborhood is always being broken in and vandalized by them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even if you mm-hmm. know a little I mean, kid out there that's doing wrong. Right. Talk to them. And, and you know, and speaking, and speaking of what you just said about you know George Zimmerman, um, you know even when the like the nine one one operator asked him, 
you know, what's going on or who does he see? You know, he could have just said, I see a person walking. What did he say? I see a black person or a black male with a hoodie on. You know, he could have just said, I could have just seen like a person. But, you know, that's that's what... But, but I am, of, and he calls him the suspect. The entire time he's calling him the suspect. The suspect. Right. And see and see that that's that's what they do to us. And see when I when I'm in those situations, yeah, I say white person, Caucasian male, white female. Yes, I do it right back because they're gonna do it to me. Mm-hmm. If I was somewhere and, and, and I just so happen to be somewhere Whatever they're gonna say, black male. Okay, I'm gonna say white male, white female. That's what I see. I'm not. I mean, because they don't see us as a person. They nope. see skin first. They see they see they see skin and color first before anything else. That's like you know how we had the um, like the other show one day. You know um, about are you well, well well a question on our previous show about um, um, towards our um, our lovely black ladies out there. Are you a woman first or are you black first? To a person of an opposite color of you, they're going to say you're black first instead of a woman. But biologically, when you come out the womb, you are the gender first before your color. You know, they're not going to look at that. So that's that's the profiling standpoint of it. Hell, I understand the profile, and I'm not trying to negate it. It is a part of a part of this fabric in America. I'm not negating yeah. it. It, yeah. it. It's just like, what do we tell? Like, like we, we ask. Everybody's asking, what do we tell our children? How do we react to this? What do we need to do to make sure when our young men, our young women go out and about in the communities that they are safe, that they are, you know what I'm saying, don't mm-hmm. even have to worry about dying. You know, we, we're, I mean, we're, we're not a fearful people. I don't fear for my children no. at this moment, but I fear for my children. You understand what I'm saying? Because of the whole circumstances of what's going on in this world, this, the hate that they have to face, all this ignorance. I think, I think personally, a conversation we need, we need to educate our children about the history of us. I think now that people are, you know, all the time people are scared to bring up the past with the, oh, that wasn't the people now. Oh, that's the past. Oh, this and that. But to understand the present and to understand the future, you must understand where you came from. And I think so many people now don't understand, you know, where we came from. And we need to address issues from our past that we have never addressed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Blaze, hey, man, you got a comment? You, got a, you want to finish your comment, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and move the conversation forward. Okay. Yeah, and, and just and just like just like this last the last young lady just said, I, it's really educating educating the kids. You know what I'm saying? With me being in me being in the music industry, and a lot of artists I work with, man. You know, like me and Nation, like 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 we like we just started a uh, nonprofit organization called the called the Black Government. Because we want to be able to you know to do things to give back. You know, I got kids in my neighborhood, and I got one little boy, Mario. He, he, he knows where the dope house is down the street. So hmm. every day I talk to him, I tell him to stay from down. I even told him, I said, look, school starts in two weeks. If you get all straight A's, what's one thing, what's one thing I can get for you if you get all the grades? He said, he said, the Gucci belt. I said, I got you. Now, granted, this kid got hmm. his own parents, but I see him riding down the street. I see him. If, you know, if he can tell me how to bag up dope and, you know, where the dope house is, his parents aren't watching him. But that doesn't mean because I'm standing outside, I'm going to let him do it. You know, I can't control him, but I'm going to try to do my part. I think if everybody stop pointing the finger and start Lending a hand, you can help bit by bit. Mm. You know, okay. and we, we so appreciate your comments, Blake. Yeah, we appreciate those comments, man. It's just, 
you know, today, man, this conversation, I mean, there's, there's so much that's going on. There's so much going on in our community. You know, we, we're dealing with racism. We're dealing with self-hate. We're dealing with all these different aspects that, that make up what we are now. But, man, somewhere that fabric has to change. Um, for all the callers that made a comment earlier, if you're still on the line and you made a comment, press number one to get yourself out of that. Uh, that's for future reference also. If we take you off the line, press number one after we take you off the line. That'll get you out of the, the uh, queue. So in case you have another comment, we can bring you back in. Because a lot of times we can't tell if you guys want to make another comment because you're still um, like you're trying to make a comment. But, um, Jen, you had a couple of things you had wanted to say? Yeah, I, I think what I was saying before about Eric Holder, I think a lot of people were, you know, um, just for the historical fact, you know, educating ourselves, like, it was not a strange thing. Back in the 60s, for example, I don't know, um, what is the movie called? There's a movie about this. There's a movie about when they had the three civil rights workers. Two of them were, like, one of them was Jewish, one of them was white, and there was a black guy. And they were freedom riders, and they were killed in Mississippi. I think the movie's called mm-hmm. Mississippi Burning. It's just an example yeah. of, you know, because murder is a state's charge, you know, when you cannot get the state to convict, you know, the federal government can step in and say that, you know, um, they're going to charge the person with a civil rights violation. But I thought it was very interesting well, Eric Holder, who's Eric Holder to me, hadn't done, a, you know, a lot of times what he's supposed to do in our community, um, said that it was a very big threshold for civil rights violation, and he did not know if this case fit that bill. I, I'm, I'm going to be very interested to see if Eric Holder charges George Zimmerman with violating Trayvon's civil rights. I, I'm scared. Um, this is a comment from our um, Middleman Facebook page right here from our good friend Joseph Ivey. Um, he, he made a comment. He said, since uh, George Zimmerman was acquitted for the murder of Trayvon Martin in, this, in the eyes of, of America, so-called justice system, it validates Stanford, Stanford Police Department's initial reasoning for not charging him. I don't believe this is to be true. If the jury of five white women and one Hispanic woman would have came back with a guilty verdict, those who are responsible responsible for this so-called justice system would have some explaining to do. So, I agree with you, Joe. I agree with you because I mean, you, you know, that police that. department didn't arrest them at first. If they would have came back, they would have a lot of explaining to do. You know, because they 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 let them go. Think about it, Gene. They let them go at first. Yeah. No, read the. Yeah. Com- oh, I, I misheard the comment, Gene. I'm sorry. Yeah, you missed. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to scroll up and read at the same time. Excuse me. Um, but um, yeah. Go ahead. I just go ahead. Man. You know, no, no dead air. It, no it, dead air now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just think it brings up a lot of you know difficult issues with you know with us and I, as a people and as a, Americans. It was very interesting on my Facebook page yesterday. I had people, let's, you know, back to the race issue. I had people um, say, you know, to to, uh, to me, you know, that I was pulling the race card and that we should never, ever, ever say anything about race in this country. And, you know, to remind people that think that way, if we don't address it, if Martin Luther King, if Medgar Evers, if Malcolm X, if all those people thought that way, where will we be today? That's true. Yep. That's true. Yep. And, and you know, I, I know tomorrow uh, when I go into work, man, I'm gonna have some people that 
going to make some little slight comments and all that. And if y'all run across any of these people that want to make little spiteful comments, little slick comments, don't feed into that ignorance. And, and I'm going to say yeah. this right here. And, and just Stay like positive. this whole case, they prepped us to understand that this man was going to get off a week in advance. Remember, I just said that. They prepped us a week in advance to let us know that this this man was going to get off. So, oh. you know, we got to be a little bit more vigilant. We got to be a little bit And, and if you want to sign the petition to ask on. Eric Holder to bring charges against George Zimmerman, we're going to post that to the Middleman Facebook page today. And you go on there, you sign the petition, and have a voice. Instead of, you know, it's great that we're talking about it, but it's time that we be about it. It's time we go out in our communities. It's time that we demand justice. It's time that we do our part in history. And that means take a stand. Well, I'm going to say this right here. We appreciate everybody that tuned in today with us, you know, and expressed yourself. Um, yet we want to make sure you guys had the opportunity to vent about this verdict. You know, um, a lot of us, we, we can hold this anger in, and it can physically make you sick. Don't do that to yourself. If you don't have anywhere else to express yourself, you're always welcome to come over here to the Middleman Talk Show on every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern to express yourself and, and talk about any of the topics that we have. We also have a, a, a large archive of a lot of shows that we've done before. Yes, you may not be able to comment on those particular subjects, but go back and listen to some of our shows. We are available on iTunes. Um, we're working on a couple other mediums to uh, be able for you guys to be able to go ahead and get the shows. But tell a friend to tell a friend. I, I open the show with telling you guys this. This is the place. We don't own any other media outlet, CBS, all these other places, that, that these people that own these particular mediums. They're not going to talk about it, and they only, if they do talk about it, it's only going to be so far. Yeah, it's going to so be shaped. So far that they're going to be able to say something, and they're yeah. going to cut it off, and they're going to skew that comment or those comments the way that they want you to learn and hear about it. So we got a lot of educated listeners out there. we got a lot of great thinkers out there that listen to this show, and we appreciate you. If you got anything you want to share with us, send it to us. We are the middleman at gmail.com. That's correct spelling. Or just join us on our Facebook page because I mean, if we don't share this information, we will not be able to to converse it and and and, and examine it and then take the action because it ain't all about talking. It's about taking action that Jen just stated. Get up off your butt and do something. Do something. No second. No second. That's all I have well, to say. Well, yeah. It's a lot to take in today, but we definitely appreciate everyone for tuning in to the Middleman Talk Show. Um, make sure you guys check out our other shows throughout the week. Our shows are going to take over at uh, 11, um, excuse me, at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time to 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. Um, strictly R&B, independent R&B. And also check out our Thursday night show. That's uh, Talk of the Town at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And come back with us again next week. We're going to have a great topic for you guys next week on the Middleman Radio at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And, um, hey, join our page. Join our page. (laughs) Now, what are we going to do, Al? I dedicate this song to everybody that feels like this. I dedicate this song to the Trayvon Martin family, the young man that got killed over in Jacksonville, the lady that's doing 20 years down there in um, um, South Florida. I dedicate this to everybody that, even in New York, anybody everywhere where you have felt an injustice. I dedicate this record right here to you. Don't hang up. You might not even want to hear this. Listen to the words. Listen to the words. Sly Johnson. Y'all are going to be mad at me for playing this again, but I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it, y'all. Here we go. Middleman Radio. 
I'm black uh-huh. Somebody tell me What can I do Oh Lord Oh Something is holding me back uh-huh. Is it because I'm black Yeah Johnson, because I'm black, we are no longer going to be the victim, y'all. We're no longer going to fall victim to this ignorance out here. You know, I decree that today. I'm not a pastor, but I decree that today. We, we need definitely need to step up and do more for ourselves, do more for our people, do more for our communities. Like I said, it's time over. Time over for the talk. We got to get up, get out and get something. That's on the real. And I appreciate y'all for listening to the songs, all those that stayed on the line, all those that are on the internet. I really do appreciate that. Uh, man, it's been a powerful show today. We got a lot of people that had the opportunity to uh, vent. Uh, yeah. We, 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 you know, we definitely need to get this energy out and, and convert it, convert it into to motion, convert it into action, convert it into something that, you know, like that song say, what's holding me back? Ain't nothing holding us back. We, as of this generation, we have more than our previous generations out there. We have more access, more mobility than our predecessors. So there are no excuses for us at this point in time in our lives. Um, I'm just saying, it is. It is. Um, we do have another caller. We, we want to make sure everybody gets the opportunity to uh, make a comment. Caller, you are live with the middleman. What's up? What's your name? Street Diamond Entertainment. Hey, what's Street up, Diamond. thanks? Hey, what's going on, sir? How are you? What's up, man? All right, man. We we making it through, my brother. 
Man, I uh, I told you I'd definitely be on. Uh, I'd like to make definitely a lot more shows. I, I support you guys and all that you do. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the things I will say, you know, for one, congrats to, to and salute to all of the, the people that's on the panel and all the people that had some serious comments uh, uh, based on, you know, the topic of the show, which, again, is the trade on Martin Case. You know, me personally, you know, I, I I heard maybe five minutes ago that someone said, you know, we knew this was going to happen. You know, that's a mm-hmm. very, very sad, that's a very, very sad state to be in, um, knowing that, oh, wow, and accepting the knowing, you know, it, it's, man, it really just hurts my heart, man, just to know, like, oh, oh, well, we knew this was going to happen, and then we look up and you know, uh, no more action, not just pertaining to the Trayvon Martin case, but being mm-hmm. desensitized to to how we're being treated as a people, as a government, you know, when the government says, okay, well, this is this, and it's just not about government, this is about a way of life. Like, when you, when you, when you wake up every day and you know that these are the things that can and will happen, and then you wake up tomorrow and you disregard what happened yesterday, man, that's sad. It really hurts yeah. me, bro. It hurts my heart. Um, and, but, and you know, you know. We, we we have to change that mentality because, I mean, we it's a, it's a victim's mentality, a loser's mentality to, to, to concede to defeat before you even lose the battle. Now, yes, this fight was rigged all the way. This is one battle, but we should not lose this war. And it's the war for the soul of our people, the soul of our community, and the soul of our being as people on this earth. We can't lose that war. Right. We shouldn't lose that war. But I'm telling you, henceforth, I don't care if you have to say two things positive to the person next to you. Try it. Hey, how you doing today? Just be positive. That energy need, is needed in our community right now. That's we don't know what the not to cut you off, but that's that's definitely right, one of the one of the things that, that Street Diamond uses as far as a, a, a phrase that we live by on a daily basis, man. And, and a lot of people have uh, actually, I got the phrase from my grandfather, rest his soul, man. It, it's the, the the phrase and concept is stay positive. It's contagious. Um, and, and it goes back to what she was just saying. You know, when you when you give whatever energy you give off. That energy is passed on, first of all, in your home. Yep. And then secondly, to the community. And then whether it's the community to the city, to the state, to the I mean, you, you have a you play a big role in um in, in society and a lot of us don't really understand how big that role is. I mean a lot of I mean we, we have I mean, just like right now we're on this on this awesome, awesome show, man, and, you know, whether, you know, some people didn't have the opportunity to get on, but I guarantee you, after the show, they're going to hear about it, because they definitely will hear about it from me, you know, know, I'm saying, wow, man, you guys missed the, man, this is what was said, and it was so profound, Uh, um, I mean, even just from a tweet that you guys do, and how many people you affect. You know, sometimes we look at situations and say, oh, well, I sent that out. I wonder how many people got it. Now, man, look, as long as the right people get this stuff that, we, that we're that trying to put out here and be positive about and, and, 
and definitely uh, uh, again, it's contagious. Man, we like a virus. Being mm-hmm. positive is like a virus, man. You know, I ain't talking viral as in, oh, I want to reach so right. many people and get so many likes. But how many of the right people are getting the right info? You know, um, and, and that's, that's why I have so, so much respect for what you guys are doing, man. Like, wow. It, 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 hey, man. Hey, it's people like you, everybody else that call in and do have 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 enough love for their people, love for us to even take a minute out of their time, man. Because, you know, a lot of people can be doing anything else, man, and they could be somewhere else watching something else or promoting something else, talking about something else, doing something else. But they chose to come here and listen to what our opinions are and express themselves at the same time. I love you for that. I appreciate you for that. As a man... As a black man, I appreciate this moment. You understand what I'm saying? And, man, you know, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show, man. We appreciate you, man. Anytime you need us, just give us a call. Hey, I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks again, man. God bless. All right. All right. Um, once again, man, you know, Al summed it all up. We are here every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we also have a show on uh, Tuesday at uh, what's that? Uh, 10, 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, right now, my mind ain't on that. I, I'm just saying, man, I'm ready to get right. That's that's all I can think of, man. And uh, we're going to go ahead and shut this show down right here, man. This show will be available uh, available for download in the next 10 minutes. If you would like to download this show, put it on your iPod, your, your MP3 player, or even in the car. If you got Internet in your car, you can always download this and share it with somebody. Share it with yeah. someone. Let them listen. Let them know that, hey, we are here. And if you got a comment, you're always welcome to come here. And express yourself. Yes, we are not on regular radio. That don't mean that we're not. We don't have a voice. You understand what I'm saying? Thank you very much uh, to my co-host Jen, uh, to my co-host Alan, to my co-host Nick Eaton out there traveling with his family. Be safe, uh, man. We appreciate you. We want to make sure we get the opportunity to see you guys next Sunday. Um, join us this Tuesday uh, if you have work. The uh, the uh, Cubicle Nation, as Nick called you guys, uh, you know, listening on some good R&B, wholesome stuff that you can listen to. Uh, and this Thursday for all our entertainment people, and I appreciate all the guys that are in the entertainment field that call tonight. That lets me know that you guys are socially aware. Thank you very much, and I appreciate you. Uh, join us this Thursday at 8 p.m. for the Talking Time. And uh, we're going to go ahead and shut this one down, man. I appreciate y'all, man. We out. Thank you. Big Crit shouted. Yeah. Now I ain't sure what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for? Go take a listen time out. Take a minute. Shout in and learn some. Put your mind and grind the world. You destined to earn some. Linda, yeah. Comment on what you hear. Let's figure out this master plan and put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a wheel to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand. Stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man because he was dying to wreck shop. Every Sunday, tune in. Go live 6 p.m. BlogTalkRadio.com. The middle me. Hey, what's happening? The middle me. Hey, what's happening? The middle me. Hey, what's happening? BlogTalkRadio.com. The middle me. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.